This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life. With Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makokotlela. Dumela Gary and Dumela to our podcast. It is what a beautiful day it is. The sun is out and it's Tuesday. The Swaggers Legal Show is on. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Today's show is about Airbnb. What's that? Yeah, you'll find out, Lines. Okay. The question we are asking is whether it's more advisable to rent out your property by the night rather than put a long-term tenant in. Hmm. Also, should you consider renting out a room in your house to strangers ah. every night oh, uh, to oh. help pay your monthly expenses to survive in tough times? It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Airbnb lines is becoming a great source of income for retirees and pensioners that have really nice homes, but they have no income. So the question is, uh, do you want to stay in Granny's house? Granny's house, I don't want to stay. I just want to go home. I don't want to be at Granny's house. She be creeping me out. Take me home right now. I don't want to stay at So, Lines, there you go. I don't know if you want to stay in Granny's house. <laughs> well, Granny's so <are> cool. <laughs> yeah, that song's had 50 million views on YouTube as it goes. <laughs> I Lines, wonder where you get your music. <laughs> someone that knows only too well how to rent on uh, Airbnb. Uh, she's a, a lass from Cape Town, and her name is Bridget Prinsloo. She's the founder of Superhost. Oh. And she's learned she's made a whole stack of money. She claims that she gets paid to go on holiday. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, Bridget, is, Bridget is going to be on Skype with us from Cape Town, and we're going to talk to her soon. Great. Now, Lines, it's all very well doing something like you know, giving out your, your rooms in your house and uh, renting it out, whatever. But do you have the legal right to do an Airbnb? Mm. In other words, what are the legal and, and the regulatory issues that you need consider before you host an Airbnb? It's all very well. I'm going to give it out, but um, I don't know whether you're complying with the law. The person that's going to answer all those legal questions is attorney Marina Constas. She's a director of BBM Attorneys, known as bbmlaw.co.za. She specializes in community scheme law. Welcome to you, Marina. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Lionel. Lovely to be with you. Thank you very much for gracing us with your presence. (laughs) Cool. This show is presented in collaboration with Legal Talk, um, our partner, and they have um, 200,000 or whatever it is. I I haven't looked uh, the last day or so. 
Lines of Twitter handle you always like to give out. Yeah, it's at at Hetzlaw, H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W. That's where you can actually give us a like. Anything that you'd like us to talk about, you can actually drop us a line of you and we'll make it upon that we find your specialist like we did today who's going to break down the jargons and really get to the nitty-gritty of the subject matter. Please have a look at our Facebook page. It's the Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. Lionel always says give us a... A like. And of course, that's where you can also touch base with us and we promise we will... We'll basically touch base with you and make it a point that your topic that you would like us to talk about, we find you a specialist who's going to break down the jargons and bring the meat to the table. Let's speak to Bridget Prinsler. She's the founder of Superhost. Welcome to you, Bridget. Hi. Hi, Harry. Good to speak to you. Now, uh, I've got to ask you one question, and you don't have to answer this one right up front. What age are you, Bridget? I'm 33. Okay. So now you've made a, a whole stack of money according to the information I have. Um, you have this business called Super Host. Tell us a bit about it and how it links up with Airbnb and what's going on in Cape Town. Oh, sure. Um, so Super Host South Africa is a short-term rental management company. So my story is basically uh, I started off renting out a spare room in my apartment and managed to save up to buy an apartment myself. And then kind of thought, well, this is great. Like now the apartment's actually making so much money on Airbnb. Maybe I can go travel. But obviously the problem is you need someone to manage the, the property while you're not around. So I kind of started the business for myself um, mm. while I was traveling overseas in 2015, 2016. Since then, I've been back and growing the business. And effectively what we do is we do the same thing for many owners, people who own holiday homes and investment properties in Cape Town. We manage from but also other listing platforms like booking.com to managing all the guest communications, check-in, check-out, cleaning, linen, maintenance, all the guest complaints, basically running a hotel. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about Airbnb and how people list their properties. So what was the first thing you did and uh, how difficult was it and how much money did you make very quickly? Tell us about that. Yeah, so so, I mean, I think what is important to to add to any conversation around this is to contextualize my story in terms of the timeline of Airbnb. When when I listed in, in 2013, I think it was, um, there were only 400 properties listed. Bridget, we seem to be, like hold that. on, just we so seem to be losing you a bit. Bridget, we seem to be losing you a bit. Are you walking around or okay. are you standing okay. still? Okay. No, I'm not. I'm I'm in one place, but okay, it cool. does say poor connection. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay sorry about that. Go, go ahead. Is yeah. it okay now? Yeah, it's yes. much better. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So so basically, when in twenty thirteen, only about four hundred properties in Cape Town. Um, we created the profile without really expecting to get a booking, and within an hour, we got an inquiry. Within a day, we got our first booking, and we had to sort of very quickly get things together because you didn't really expect to like host guests so soon. Mm. And in the first month, it, it covered our, our rent back then. Wow. I think what is... So, so Bridget, sorry, what were you renting? At the fir- when, when you first started renting, did you rent a room in your apartment or did you rent the whole thing? Yes, yeah. So so we had a we had a two-bedroom apartment with the second bedroom really being like a storeroom that we weren't using. 
thought it was worth trying. So we literally put our bed in the in the storeroom and took some photos. And um, when we got the booking, we had to sleep on an air mattress. Okay. So um, you were renting out the same room to a variety of people constantly in the beginning? Yes, yeah. So, I mean, that is basically Airbnb. The, the average stay in Cape Town at the moment statistically is between three and six nights. So mm. if you are full, you could have quite a few people moving through your property in any given month. But I do think people renting sort of spare rooms tend to prefer longer stays. That was, in my experience, much nicer when you get to know someone mm. as opposed to just having a, a constant stream of strangers in and out. What is the, um, just as an aside, what's the highest rental per night? Is it called a rental? The, what's On Airbnb, they call it listings. What's On the highest? Li- they call it- yeah, what's the highest listing you've received in Cape Town and where, which area was it for one night? Um, I think it must be probably last, last season we had the 15,000 rand night booking. Wow. 15,000 rand for one, for one room? No, no. So that, it, it, it's a, it was a freestanding house. So it okay. slept like a few people. So it's not, so I think that's also something that kind of is true about Airbnb. It is really popular because it is a value offering. You know, if mm. you compare it to what you would pay for a hotel, um, Per person, it, it's a lot more affordable, and you do get the perks of having a bit more sort of space than what you get in a hotel room. Yeah. Now, it doesn't happen that a whole group of, of like matricul- matrix that have just passed come down to Cape Town and they rent a <laughs> house for, with, with 20 people. How does that work? Look, like, I think as as hosts, it is always important to sort of try and screen that out. Um you know, it's very difficult to know, and that's the the hard part. Is that you know, there there is no real way to like know if someone's going to be a bad guest, other than looking at their previous reviews. Mm-hmm. So you know, sometimes you check people, and then they're fine. And other times people are like so so nice, and you get to the place and it's a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, we on some properties, especially the properties that are prone to matric rage kind of parties, we do have an A you can set it up like that that no one under 25 can book the place mm-hmm. there's one thing I want to ask you there are a lot of people that are struggling at the moment we call these the, the recessionary times is it, is it, um, is it can, can they earn money doing it bringing money into their, their coffers by renting out rooms in their homes I think we've lost you Oh, yeah, I think we're technical come back. errors. Let's talk to Marina, our attorney. Marina, mm. let's let's talk a bit about law. If you have a home and you in, within a, a townhouse development, mm. and you want to rent it out, yeah. Well, you know, Gary, it's it's actually a lot more complicated uh, than we think. And mm. I was in uh, in Sydney in October last year, mm. and speaking to quite a few attorneys and managing agents in Sydney, mm. and. The Airbnb onslaught, particularly in Sydney, is huge. Mm. And there were eight different attorneys with eight different uh, opinions or ideas on on how to deal with the Airbnb thing. So Mm. at the moment, I would say that we are almost in limbo with Airbnbs because it's a sort of disruptor. And I think everybody's sort of like rabbits in the headlights. Mm. Um, If you have to look at it from a community scheme environment – 
the people who live in, say, uh, Cape Town or in Seapoint who've been in a building for many years, they're established, all of a sudden their building is becoming like a sort of makeshift hotel. You've got a flurry of -of out-of-towners for three nights or for four nights uh, or five nights, and they're very concerned because obviously security is being compromised and and the reputation of their building is is starting to lose that really nice peaceful haven kind of thing. So Mm. there's, there's a lot of pushback as well to Airbnbs. And in community schemes at the moment, you are entitled to place a clause in your conduct rules which prohibits short-term letting. Mm-hmm. Now, that is with the 75% resolution mm-hmm. from the body corporate because the conduct rules deal deals with how a sectional title building is is run operationally. It's all the, the little things, the daily things that happen. So that rule prohibiting short-term letting is reasonable because of the concerns of owners, um, and it must apply equally to all owners. Um, and that is really what we we uh, are looking at, at allowing at the moment. And that's obviously with the 75%. So if, if, if you can't get a 75% resolution because everybody likes the Airbnb concept in your building, mm. then you wouldn't be able to implement that particular rule. Absolutely. What does it take for me to rent out a room in my in my townhouse is it a simple matter of just going ahead well it's like a normal lease mm. so it would just be a short term lease so you as the owner would have the right to let out and this has always been the question does an owner who holds this real right of ownership mm. can an owner be um, sort of suppressed into saying you're not allowed to let for a short period of time. You can only let for more than six months. Mm. We went to senior counsel at one stage to um, an advocate when it was the World Cup because this question came up Mm -hmm. quite a bit. Mm. And we got a a very good legal opinion to say that it it is reasonable to prevent short-term letting. If you get the correct resolution, mm. I mean, it's a lease. It's a normal lease. Um, but then, of course, you've also got certain um, issues like it's running a business from home. Um, if you as an owner or a host are letting out for a short term period and you're getting people coming in and out, you, you're making um, money on a website, through a website, you, you're bringing people into that building. Um, the jury is still out on whether or not short-term letting constitutes the running of a business because it's almost like any other type of lease. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Gary? The worst, the problem about it is very much the exploitation, I think, of of the situation in that you've got a building. Again, I'm using Cape Town because it's there, there's – it's really well, Belinda's huge. on the line as yeah, well. It's yeah, it's huge in Cape Town. Yeah. But where you've got multiple um, units, so you've got one host who all of a sudden is build, buying up six, seven, ten, twelve units in mm. a building mm. and Airbnb being those units. Um, mm. And that is starting to really cause chaos because Airbnb started in San Francisco in 2007 and the concept was really um, – as Bridget said, uh, you're renting out a room in your home. Yes. Now it's become renting out your townhouse or your seven townhouses that you own in one building. Mm-hmm. And that's becoming a very big issue. Hmm. Yeah. Bridget, are you back with us? Yeah, sorry. I lost you there for a second. Okay, cool. <laughs> We've been talking to our specialist attorney on this one, Mar- Marina. Mm. And uh, I'm sure you heard, did you hear what she had to say? 
Yeah, I heard some of those things. And I think, I mean, of course, managing properties, we exposed to that so much ourselves. Mm. And I think a lot of the concerns around it are not unfounded, especially when you see how some people operate. You know, some people sort of install a key box. It's, you know, they, they hardly ever come to the property themselves. So the guests are checking themselves in and out. And the only person that's there in between is maybe the housekeeper. You know, so I, I definitely think think where, where we've seen it work well in buildings where people have pushed back, it's where people have said, look, like, we if we're going to do this, we need to, like, actually formalize this and make rules around it. And often it does help having a single point of contact. So that's what we've kind of sort of motivated for to say, if you do allow the short term lets in a building, then to know, like, if there's any issue, you can contact us and we'll resolve it as opposed to having, you know, so many different owners and you don't know who's staying in which apartment and all of that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been reading that I think in some cities in Europe, like Barcelona, which is a great tourist city, uh, the surge in tourism is due to Airbnb accommodation and that's led to a backlash uh, because the residents feel mm-hmm. that their cities are being overrun. And that's what Marina's point is. Mm. Is that kind of happening in Cape Town as well? <laughs> I think um, there was a moment in time where it was sort of, it kind of felt like that was going to happen. But I think after day zero and, you know, sort of effectively March and April that are normally part of like high season in Cape Town, basically people didn't make money because people just cancelled their bookings. So I think a lot of people have gone back to long-term rentals because they've seen, you know, it's great when it's going well, but it is still a business and there is still a lot of risk in it. Mm. Lines, let's talk to you about townships. Uh, Are there Airbnbs there? Yes, there are, uh, but it's just... um they're called back rooms in some cases. People we, want to experience an African yes. holiday. A holiday you know? type yeah. of thing. I know at the World Cup, I know in Soweto, if I remember correctly, there were tons of Villa rooms. Villakazi yeah, yeah, is actually yeah. famously known for such small, uh, nice places where you can actually go mm. and get to experience the lifestyle of the township. Mm. And they actually take you around the areas just so that at least you get to see the tourist uh, attraction uh, sites. So I, th- I think it's just one of those uh, concepts that is actually growing. And we are also seeing it also downtown. In Mabaneng, for example, mm-hmm. where you see quite a lot of those. Bridget, so. are you doing in uh, the townships of Cape Town? Do you do any BNB? No, so yeah. so we particularly <clears throat> target only sort of people that own holiday homes, Atlantic um, Seaboard, and city centres. So that's it's a very difficult business to manage because it is kind of like running a hotel, mm-hmm. but in you know so many different locations. So we've concentrated our focus on you know being geographically more concentrated. Some people have complained that um, their their guests arrive and they become squatters. They can't get rid of them. Do you have that problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never. I don't know. There's a lot of anecdotal sort of horror stories floating out around yeah. there. I mean, the the most sort of horrific things we usually experience is just like someone slept on the linen with self-tan on and now you have to like throw that out. That's the typical sort of horror story we experience there today. Yeah. There's uh, off legal talk. uh, Someone posted, they said they rented out our place on a short-term rental for six months. We had a company that managed this for us. They had people staying there via Airbnb. We put clothes, lingerie, makeup, hair appliances in a locked cupboard in the main room and we locked it all up. Um, Upon them leaving, we found two empty cupboards, two bedrooms. They they chopped everything. They moved out. 
broke in and took stuff. I guess that happens. I mean, thieving will happen wherever and whenever. But how do you ensure the the, the identity of the uh, guests? Do you actually ask them for their ID number? And yeah, how do, do you, you do that? Yeah, how do you verify who these people are? Is it all done through Airbnb? Do they check it through? Check it out? Yeah. So Airbnb has an option where you can actually require guests to verify a government ID. It's not set up by default, so you actually have to select that as an option, but we do that. So basically what it does is it asks the guest to take a selfie, whether it's with like the, the Airbnb app on their phone or on a desktop computer, and then they have to um, upload a copy of their government ID. And then it, I think it uses some facial recognition to match that and then to match the name and date of birth to the profile. So at least you know the person that's booking matches up to who they say they are. Cool. Bridget, you started out at what? You were 26, 27 when you started or somewhere around there? Yeah, so it was a few years ago. Have you made a lot of money out of this? Have you made a lot of money, if I may ask, or how do you how, how things for you? Um. I mean, I've made some money. I wouldn't, it's not some like golden nuggets. It's um, a business like any other business. And of course, as it grows from a lifestyle business where you're running around doing check-ins yourself, mm. it does get to a point where you have to employ staff. Mm. And as that grows, you basically become more sort of involved in sort of running of the business as opposed to the operations. I also think Airbnb's changed fundamentally from when I started in the beginning, it really was about that sort of home sharing experience. The people mm. that stayed with us wanted to hang out with us. They wanted to do things with us. Um, the typical guest we check in now is basically checking into what they think is like a hotel. So mm. they expect guest amenities. They expect 24-7 support. But Room they service, certainly yeah. Would you would you advise Bridget? Would you advise Granny, who's got a lovely, clean little home but no income? Would you advise her and her husband to rent out a room or sell one of their rooms or through Airbnb? I don't know. <laughs> I think you have to manage your expectations. I think um, people underestimate what goes into it, and you know it's still your home. And I think it does. You know, when people don't respect your stuff, um, it is upsetting. And I think that's why, you know, people hate this idea of the property investor that, like, just buys the place to Airbnb it. But it is almost better like that, that you're not so emotionally attached to the property because it is difficult. Some people aren't respectful and you can't sort of screen that out 100% of the time. Mm. Marina, you wanted yes, to say, I yeah. Was, I was going to say that... Um, Bridget's right that the face of Airbnb has changed and I think because of this uh, pushback from people particularly in in buildings so that's really my expertise and mm. um, they've they've started doing things like in New York for example you only allowed it's called one host one home mm-hmm. so only one you only allowed one home to be able to host you can't have a number of of units in places like Berlin for example advertising um a, a unit for Airbnb is actually not allowed mm. so you've also got a cap on the number of days that you're allowed to advertise in London and Amsterdam. So for a period of a year, you're only allowed to advertise and place on Airbnb for, say, 15 days. And I think that's the route that we're going to go. I know in Cape Town, when we were doing all this investigation for a couple of buildings there, um, there was a situation where um, the the council was really almost um, paralyzed in its reaction 
to Airbnb because there is a temporary land departure use license which you need to get to actually Airbnb or to short-term let. Mm. Um, and yet they weren't sending out inspectors. Patricia DeLille, uh, uh, well, not really recently, but a couple of months ago, put out a survey to find out from both sides, from stakeholders and from, uh, you know, owners who want to Airbnb and those owners who live in buildings, what the situation is. So we're still evolving. Mm. And my feeling is that there's going to be some sort of compromise. But I do think that it's a, a it's really a, an unfair situation where you have a, a building hijacked by sort of young entrepreneurs who walk in and, and, and take the whole building over if those owners um, are, are living there as, as a residential building. I'm so pleased you, you, you're in studio with us, Marina, because there are tons of questions that have come through legal talk on this very one. People are constantly posting there, I have an apartment in a block of flats. Here's one. It comes from Wayne. And uh, the uh, what does he say here? My question is, even if the body corporate has passed some restriction regarding the length of the lease, how binding or legal is that? Do I not have the basic right to earn an income of my property via short letting? I think you've answered that one. Well, you have, you, you have yeah. the absolute right not to buy into a sectional title complex. You can buy a freestanding home mm. and let it to whoever you please. The minute that you buy into sectional title, mm. you've got rules. Yes. And those rules need to be reasonable and, again, apply equally to all owners. Mm. And it has been held that it is a reasonable rule to prevent short-term letting because you're just dealing with the duration of the lease you're not dealing with the nature of the lease cool. Bridget before we let you go uh, Cape Town December 2018 are you expecting a lot of people there what's how do things look things are looking good again I think because the rand's a bit weaker this year and the sort of new cycle around day zero and you know many tourists believe we did run out of water so like a lot of people just didn't want to come because they were weren't willing to risk it. I think a lot of that's sort of dissipated now. So the bookings for us are looking kind of on par with last year, if not better. Mm. Um, Cape Town season is so pronounced. So it's literally a ghost town when the tourists aren't here. So we're just sort of like buckling in for what will hopefully be a busy season. Okay, cool. Lines before we go. Yeah. Oh, yes, Bridget, I just wanted to find out with regard to the tourists, uh, are you getting more queries from a foreign tourist as opposed to South African tourist or how does it work? Um, I think it, it obviously varies across the board. I'd say on the, the properties we manage, probably about 90% of the bookings would be international. Okay. Cool. And do you? But I think I, I don't. I, w- I wouldn't be able to give a stat um, across the board. We do see more South Africans using it, but I think a lot of the South African people visiting Cape Town are coming down for business, and I think they're still sticking with the sort of typical Booking. dot com, book a hotel kind of setup. Okay. Do you liaise with the uh, brand SA uh, SA Tourism uh, in terms of actually trying to amplify your uh, your your business uh, to international uh, tourists? I think they work quite closely with Airbnb themselves, but not not us oh. personally. <laughs> okay, good. That's uh, Bridget Prince. If you want to have a look at her website, it's superhost.co.za. Am I right? South Africa. SuperSouthAfrica.com. Okay, good. com. Excellent. Many thanks for joining us, and we appreciate that. Good luck. Cheers, Bridget. Cool. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye. Cool. Bye. cool. Bye. To, our li- to our live listeners, uh, stick around, will you please? We have a great uh, segment coming in now on dogs. Yeah.
law like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.